It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood Election Night Special. We are going to be going through every single race, down ballot, prop. We're going to do every single thing. We'll start in Georgia, guys. Uh, Warnock versus Herschel Walker, your thoughts. Do you want to introduce Dan Cox as special guest or leave that? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> we're on Georgia right now, right? Yeah, we're on Georgia. We're not talking Maryland yet. Why would we start in Maryland? Yeah. So here's Herschel my take on Georgia. Good points. It's early. It is. Oh, it's it's, it's very early. early. It's very yeah. early in the night. It's very early in the night. It's very early. We may be counting this one till two, three in the morning to see it's who wins. Thirty-five on election night. It's early. Sun's been down for four hours. It's early. Yep. Um, polls have clo- polls have been closed for about ninety minutes. In, but if in you're in Georgia. line, stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. Oh, if you're if you're in line, stay in line. Stay in line. I'm not editing this until tomorrow night, so this is going to come out Thursday and just be last week's news. But I don't care. This is well, no, I mean, I mean, I election. I mean, election. The election has a Once every two years. Well, yeah, the midterm elections, obviously, you know, not as big as the as the uh, the, the presidential race. I don't think I'm shocking anybody with that take. But uh, I mean, this is going to be in the news cycle for a long time, so I don't think this will be like totally irrelevant. I mean, this they're going to well, be talking about. Early wins for the GOP, according to CNN's giant headline here as I, I go to their site. I tell you what, Warnack does not want to see Herschel Walker on a runoff. <laughs> Neither does Obama. <laughs> what did he say? You put my resume up against his and I win every time. <laughs> Herschel Walker said that about Barack Obama. Oh, you didn't oh, see my. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was great. that was like a legit quote. What are we doing? What, no matter what your political affiliation is, I mean, Herschel Walker's political resume and Barack Obama's are just, I mean, you know. how many rushing yards does Obama have? What did he ever do? He got AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there with that quote. Jesus. Uh, what a quote, Herschel Walker. I do this every week now. Just what did Magic Johnson ever do? He got AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Magic Johnson. With that said, um, go back. Uh, we we broke down the Ravens Saints Monday night game, a win for the Ravens on our instant analysis podcast. We normally don't like to record the day following the instant analysis, but when you have the Monday night game and then you know the massive scheduling conflicts I'm giving the entire week, we we are here on election night podcasting um, and heading into a Ravens bye week. So not a traditional uh, Ravens sort of preview podcast. Uh, it's quiet, really, on the baseball front, Orioles-wise, as we we move towards the offseason and, and free agency. That stuff will start ramping up here in the next few months. So thought it might be fun here to do a little bit of a, a area sports grab bag. Obviously, this show very focused, Ravens, O's, Baltimore sports. We'll dive into you know the, the D.C. teams, the college teams every once in a while, but it's definitely not the main focus. I obviously bring up Maryland because of my affiliation to there, but I thought I would just sort of throw out some teams to you guys, and we'll do a little exit 52 grab bag uh, and then move towards the starting five draft um, and then and then get out of here. So, you know, quicker pod probably because we just don't have the the same stuff to talk about, but let, let's, let's, let's dive into some teams. I know Ravens and Orioles fans are fans of many of these teams, so it's relevant. We'll start Washington Capitals. When I say Washington Capitals, what goes through your minds right now? 2021 Ravens right now. They're just they're they've got nobody's, you know, on the second line. I I genuinely tune in every night and there's some new some extra guy. Like it just keeps adding up. Um 
I, I don't know the story with Nick Backstrom. Is he out for the year? I don't think out it's for the year. To it. It's I think just he's a on, bad I, hit. Yeah, I think he he's on that Dennis Pitta uh, track. It yeah. seems like. Uh, well, he. You, you lose the hip and you're done. I mean, I feel yeah. like. I feel Especially like in a game like hockey. Bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's not, it's not like he's a big guy, you know, he's not Ovi like hitting people. He's, I mean, he's one of the smaller, not smaller, but slender guys. Yeah, but he's got to use that caboose to kind of create some space for himself around the boards. Yeah. And, and you know. I mean, he, he's a speed guy, but again, with your hips, I mean, if you lose it, it's like a back injury. You don't just get better like that. And you're like, Oh, all right. I feel good again. My hip feels good. Um, my thought when I think of that, the, this, this caps team is it's Ovi. Like we're, we're on record watch, baby. I think 14 away. 14 away, from 13 Gordy. away from from 700, it, which I think. No, eight. Is it 700 or eight? 800, right? 800. Yeah, 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 I was, I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Sorry. Um, um, But you know what? I also think those jerseys the other night were so sweet. I know we talked sweet. we talked about them last year, but the NHL and their – were they calling these the reverse retros again? Is that what they were calling them? These are not, these are not, I don't think these are reverse retros because they were the retros, right? But they're like, they didn't, but they never wore black with the eagle. eagle. Yeah. It was the capital. They wore black with the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then blue with the, I always, I hated relative to the others. You didn't like the capital. Versus the Screaming Eagle, the white the one. Capital, the, the Capitals is ridiculous uniform. I'm just so thinking you, about that now. You wanted to take the Capitol down? It was. Oh, it's a nice shoulder patch. It's you a just, nice shoulder patch for on a jersey, but they got rid of the blue, like the royal blue Screaming Eagle that they wore when they you know, mm-hmm. went to the final in 98, which is one of my favorite jerseys, one of my favorite teams. And they kept the white one around until they went through the whole rebrand which they, by the way, they timed that perfectly. I mean, they oh. had all the young guns coming up. Um, I was kind of curious if the Orioles might try to do something similar. And I feel like the year to do it, well, they kind of might have missed the boat because the team arrived early. But, you know, sometimes you want to do a rebrand when you got some new teams coming. And maybe I don't know. Where, do the, where, are the Ori- where are the Orioles go with a rebrand? Well, I think I think their thing That's is they're going to – they're going to have yeah. a, because their uniforms are so good already. The Orioles, like people yeah, exactly. universally love the, the Orioles uniforms. I think their orange are some of the best in baseball. The blacks are great. Um, the white, the whole, the, you know, the home whites, but I think they're going to do a, um, they're going to do a, what's it called? The, uh, the city connect you, this year. And we'll, we'll see what they do with that. I hope it's not like the Maryland flag throw up. And I, again, I'll, I love the Maryland flag as much as anyone. I don't need to see it on a, a city connect baseball field. Yeah. That feels like the easy city. Connect, but I, I would, I would agree uh, unless they do it really tastefully. I mean, because there are some Maryland, if they based it off some of the Maryland jerseys, yeah. there are some things you could do and they could do it in ways. Maryland doesn't do it because we're, you know, we have our logos and we have to do different things, but mm-hmm. you could do it if you were, but you can't do, if they do like, how we've done stuff with like the pride shoulders on baseball. If they do stuff like that, it's just not, that's not Yeah, it's city. Awful. That's a, where else would that's you a, go with the city connect? Would you go? They, I mean, they could flip it purple and black and go purple and black. I don't I think, would think do that either. Black and yellow, just because that's the Baltimore city flag. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Just um, really lean into that quadrant of the Maryland flag. Kind of like how Boston did it with the, the Boston marathon colors and like, you know, the, the colors that nobody associates with the Red Sox. They, you know, I don't know. They'll do something like that, but that'll be cool. Um, 
but what were we saying back? Just uh, a yeah. full black, a black eyed Susan sash across. Like, like wearing the Preakness. <laughs> There's some crabs in there somewhere. I don't know. Preakness, Preakness is kind of like the, uh, the, them and the Orioles, I don't think are clashing. I don't think they're working together well right now with last year's uh, Adley. And oh, Adley. yeah, that's right. Well, but you're right, though. The Caps did strike while the iron was hot on the rebrand and their rebrand was awesome. Like the, the Capitals uniforms have been very like we were at the game last week, Banks, and I was sort of just like looking around at all of the different uniforms and they really haven't missed on many of them. Like most of the things people were wearing were like very, very good. Um, I do think the W is not that good. People seem to like it. I think it's just kind of meh. Like I'm trying to think of their worst uniform. Like I guess one of the outdoor, the outdoor class, the winter classic uniform. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Like that's, I think they're fine. A lot of those, a lot of those have been pretty good though. When they've gone outdoors, like some of those retro ones, they've looked pretty good. So like the, that old, like maroon one that they did. I think was that when they played the Blackhawks and Nats Park, is that that one? Yeah, that one bit. wasn't great. And I think the blue one that they wore when we saw them last week is. Yeah, that similar. one's just okay. That one's just okay. Yeah. I would agree. That one's just okay. It's not, it's not, but the, the, I mean, they've, and they've now, I think, picked a good time. It's like harking back on the past and do a little nostalgia when they're not very good. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's it's smart. I will say those the the Pittsburgh uh, Winter Classic jerseys, the white with the red shoulders and the stars across, they're so good. They're great. I don't know that I know what you're talking about. These ones, you're gonna. I don't know that I care to, but. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, those are yeah. yeah. They wore in Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When that, yeah, those are awesome. Pittsburgh yeah. jerseys. Those no, I mean, no, that's no, no. What I have. Pittsburgh had the baby blues, which were fine. I think those. Yeah, are good that's, that was the cool thing about the rebrand, and I think it was 08 that they did that. Is that they took like the old style that they had for most of their history, and they just kind of modernized it. And they were right there when I want to say it was Adidas, uh, maybe Reebok or Adidas had just kind of gotten the deal with the jerseys. Believe it was Reebok. Believe it was Reebok. It was Reebok. Yes, yes it was. And yes. So they had kind of a template that a lot of teams were going with. So they kind of modernized it and it was good. It was, I mean, it was just the brand itself. Like, hey, we're we're turning a new leaf here. We're going back to being a great hockey team. Um and that's what they did there. I mean they, they this is kind of the seems like the back end of that. I mean it's the OV era. It's the OV and the mm-hmm. Backstrom era and um, it, it's tough to say it's not like kind of on its last legs here, but also like, like I said, like, this is like the 2021 Ravens. It's Tom Wilson's out. Uh, John Carlson more recently is out. Dimitri Orlov's been out. Oh, she's um, been out. Oh, she's out long-term. Like the, the only the, healthy guy is, is Brown. They signed and he's out. Like there's all these guys. They, it's like, half of a hockey team. So I think they're actually doing a great job of just like staying in games and staying in the fight and mucking it up. And, and they're in a real tough division. I mean, you look at the points in there and there were at one point I remember looking at it and the penguins were on top of the division. And five days later, they were in second to last. Like that's just how fast that division's moving. It's flipping on its head. So 
they're kind of treading water. They're finding their way into at least overtime games. It seems like losing that one to uh, Phoenix Taylor night was tough. Mm-hmm. That was a real tough loss. Um, and it flew under the radar. Cause I think it was Saturday with the world series and yeah. And, uh, and the LSU Alabama game going on, but um, they're kind of grinding. I, I really like that backup uh, Lindgren. I think he's, he's got a lot of potential. So yeah, they're just going to have to kind of stay above water and hope that they can get healthy enough to to sneak into the back end of the playoffs, you would think. And then who knows? It's hockey. Well, and again, too, I think a lot of this year is going to it's I think a lot of it is Ovi again. Like he's going yeah. to he's going to become second all time in goals within. I don't know. By the new year, maybe not by the new year, but. Again, it, I mean, he's going to break a major mile. You know, he's going to be knocking on Gretzky pretty soon. And again, he's I mean, he's going to be number two all time in goals. And I think that's something. You know, it's something that teams I or I think people are going to tune in to see again. Ovi, it's every night is is he's much he's must watch hockey, even at his age. And again, with the way the team is um, and it's going to be fun to watch, I think. Again, they, they may not think, be as good. Do you as think he past, plays? But. Do you think he plays until he gets to Gretzky? I think so. It I th- seems I, like that's what he's going to do. It's an interesting spot for the Caps because they're almost at the point where they kind of can't reset and reshuffle the deck mm-hmm. until he's gone, but they also can't afford to let him go because he's just so much the franchise and you want all those things to happen for him in a Capitals uniform. And I almost think the fan base, and you guys can, I think you guys are much more locked into the caps than I am. I almost think the fan base is fine with that. Like, you got your Stanley Cup, you had your moment. Mm-hmm. Now you ride out whatever, two more years or three of, oh, he's 37 right now. He, you ride out a couple more years of him. He breaks all the records, he retires and, you know, in grandeur. And then you kind of hope that you can make the moves around him to kind of be ready to, Hit the you know hit the ground running and hit the and ground hit running with some that. younger guys and you, you not know, a full you, rebuild or something after yeah. that because yeah. they're in a, they've just been in a weird spot they have to keep trying to win now because they have Ovechkin on the team so they can't rebuild mm-hmm. but they're also probably in a spot where they probably need to start rebuilding like and 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 replenishing you know some of what they have but I, they continue to be a fun I mean we went to the game like I said last week and they're you know they play hard and. They're just there's not a lot of talent, high level talent on the ice when you have all those guys that aren't your main guys. Um, the, four guys that just Connor McDavid and a good yeah. Oilers team last night and kind yeah. of a shootout. Mm-hmm. Novi scored his eighth goal in 14 games. He got off to a slow start, but he's he's on that 45 yeah. and, pace again. And I don't blame them because they must feel like, all right, if this guy's going to keep being good, we might as well just try to sneak in the playoffs every year and see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You have a transcendent yeah. player. If you get a great month out of him, who knows how far you can go? And that's the thing. It's not like he's bad. It's not like he's like no. Three, he's not Miguel Cabrera. Remember we yes. talked about Miguel Cabrera three weeks ago. This is yeah. He's not that. He, yeah, he's not Albert Pujols at the deadline where you're like, oh man, we gotta play him so he can get there. Like like Brian said, he's gonna score 40, 45 goals if he stays healthy. Like he's arguably still the one of the top goal scorers in the NHL. So it's like it, I think it's easier to again kind of put this team out there with him being like, all right, well, you know, he'll get, he'll score two or three a week and, and we'll, we'll go from there. And like you said, if they could sneak in the playoffs and make some noise, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they have to keep him, you know, until he breaks the record. He can't break it as a, 
a Dallas star or like a Minnesota wild, you know, skating. Yeah, they have to, they have to keep everyone. Like they, they, they have to, it would be disgusting. It, it's, 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 it's going to, when it gets to the record, he's going to sell more tickets than if they're in first place. Like oh, yeah. for those games where it's, he's around it, they're going to sell out those games. You got like, those going to be must watch games. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, they it, they can't good. let him have do that. Another franchise. And I, like I said, I think that's fine. I, I'm sure. Sure. As, as like you said, as long as it's not a pool situation where he goes out there just like, oh boy, he's like, like obviously slower and and has yeah. lost a step, and it's like this guy's just getting his ass kicked by you know by some young young kid every night. It's like uh, you feel bad like he's like he's Tom Brady right now, where you're like, oh, probably should have gone last year, but you know, again, I, so I'm fine with it. I think the fans are fine with it. I'll close this by saying this: we're I'm on the top thirty. Uh, yeah, the top goal scorers in NHL history. In the top 35, there are only two active hockey players in the top 35. Can you guys name them? Obviously, Ovechkin is one. Can you name the other one? Who's the other There's one? There's only two, actively, the two of the top 35 goal scorers in NHL history are currently playing hockey. Alex Ovechkin is one. Who is the other one? Now, what is how do you define active? They're playing hockey professionally. Professionally, correct in the, in the NHL. Oh, so it's Fesh, professionally. So it's, so it's Yager. It's Yager, yeah. It's Yager. He's fifty years old and playing continues in, to play like Amazing. the Dynamo or something. Like I love that. saw right through that ruse. Yeah, yeah. That's I, well. Okay. I, that was it, I didn't need you guys to sit here for twenty five <laughs> minutes. Okay, was, all right. So who's the next who's active? Don't tell me. Let me let me take a guess. Right. They're at thirty seven. They are in the NHL. It's Probably Crosby or Malkin. It's, it's it Crosby? Crosby. Yeah, it's Crosby. and then Stamkos yeah. is probably in the neighborhood. He's got yeah. I only have I only have five. I only have, this only goes down to guys oh, that have scored five hundred. Patrick, Kane, these are the only guys man. that have scored five hundred. So the three active guys playing professionally who scored five hundred NHL goals are Ovechkin, Yager, and Crosby. What is Malkin? I well, I guess you wouldn't know. You don't have. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have it in front. I can. He I can gave all speech. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just pull that up for you. <laughs> Did you see uh, that there, there was Evgeny, a thing? Evgeny Malkin is at, he is at 449. Uh, okay. So he'll at 36 okay. years old. You may get there. Um, did you see there was a thing in the athletic? It was some piece on, on Crosby and how there's a rule on the penguins where you can't wear a number higher than his. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. What a douchebag. <laughs> Patrick Kane's at 432, by the way. He's only at 432. Well, he's man. he's a bit younger. He's 33, probably. 34. <laughs> Can't wear a number higher. That's well, he's I mean, good. again, he's also 87. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Well, you can't, can't a pretty big hockey number. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, not not in Pittsburgh. 92. the kid. 35 years old. Yeah. Pittsburgh hockey next. Pittsburgh hockey now headline. Think you're frustrated? Here's how Crosby feels about the slump. <laughs> They've lost seven in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, my Knights have won eight straight. Yeah, the Knights are on fire. Uh, Knights look so, pretty good when we watched them. Some more hockey news. Evander Kane got his uh, wrist slashed open by um, John Maroon tonight. Apparently, it's a pretty bad injury. It sounds like I'm scrolling the timeline, and I see people being like, this is disgusting. <sighs> by who? Oh, God. Um, was his name John Maroon? The PR guy? No, no. What's his name? <laughs> what is it? Pat? Yeah, Pat Maroon. That's Pat right. Maroon. Yeah, John Maroon. <laughs> Just slandering John Maroon out here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, and the Zamboni broke in, uh, I think, Boston. 
Good night. Good night in the NHL on the ice. Uh, let's move to the next uh, DC team, the Washington Wizards. When I say the Washington Wizards, what do you think? I know. I don't think I watched a game this year. Apathy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Back on the air. Yeah. Bring back Phil. Bring back Steve. And again, we've talked about it before, but let's uh, let's get a whole new uh, uniform scheme in there. Let's get a rebrand. Yeah, they need, they need to do things. That conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, yeah. No, I, I, they need to. I think they are in a much. The, the caps are in this nice honeymoon period because they have the Ovechkin thing and they can kind of always, they're, they're not that far away from being competitive. They could go make some moves to the deadline. The wizards are entrenched in NBA purgatory right now. And that is, it's the cliche thing over the years to say, but that is a horrible place to be. Um, they are five and six right now at times they look pretty good at times. They look like a disaster. Like I watched them two nights ago and they were down like they lost by 20. They were down like 25 to Memphis. And then they came all the way back, took the lead. I think they took the lead and then lost. They beat the Hornets the uh, the other day. They lost by 40 to the Nets uh, without Kyrie. (laughs) Another story. What happened to him? Yeah. Um, I, I don't I just don't really know what to say. I mean, they're just in such a weird spot. Brad Beal, by the way, goes into the health and safety protocols more than any other athlete in the sports. That yeah. dude is in the health and safety protocols. Yeah. I couldn't believe that when I saw that the other day. Oh, I could believe it. Like I mean, you can believe it. I mean, they've I mean, it's just such it's such a it's such a, a play in seat like nine, eight, nine, ten seed. I mean, that's what they're where they are right now. Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma, Hashimura, Monte Morris, Will Barton. It's just, it's just like there's just not a ton to get you to go down to a cap. Like I had fun going to a Caps game. And if someone was like, hey, I've got a Caps ticket, come to the Caps game, be like, oh, absolutely. Like I'll Metro from College Park. If they said that about the Wizards, because you get a Betchkin. If they said that about the Wizards, I'm like, I mean, who are they playing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, is it LeBron just, or the, are the Warriors? Yeah, the like, like yeah. hockey, there's not a bad seat in the building, but basketball, if you're up top and you're got an angle, it's it's tough. It's a tough watch. Yeah. I mean, we were there for the Suns game last year, and it, it was fun because we were there for the Suns for our friend Ryan, who's a big Suns fan, and that was like an enjoyable part of it. And you can gamble, and that, may, I mean. We did. You were gambling last week on the on the saves over, and that was very fun. <laughs> um, but like, it's shit, yeah. It, the building is just more in tune with hockey. Capitol Arena is not like an unbelievable basketball building. I don't know if it really ever has been. And that's no. partly because when you build a building for hockey, it does take away. Like when you're when we were at Indy for the Big Ten basketball tournament, and that building is built for basketball. It is so intimate, and just that little space that hockey gives you that brings those seats off the court. I think really affects it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. They're just, they're just, they can't find a second banana for Beal. They've tried like the discount, like go get Porzingis and hope that it, he evolves into a guy that can. I, hell, they had Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they tried Russell Westbrook and maybe Beal just isn't a Trent. He's just a really good all star caliber player who's not a alpha on a great team. I mean, and not that he's been given the pieces around him to potentially be that, but. It's like know. Carmelo, like he's a great player. He'll put up really good numbers, but like he's he'll never be the like you said, he'll never be the alpha on a championship winning team. Like I've, I thought it was the same kind of thing with like Phil Rivers in the NFL. Like, again, good player can get you to the playoffs, can can make it fun. But like you're never going to make a deep run. You're never going to 
you know, and again, I mean, the, the Wizards that they've been stuck in this purgatory for years where it's like, like you were saying, they're going to finish ninth, 10th in the East, which isn't, you know, which is right there knocking on one of those playing games, but they're not, they're not bad enough to get a, a, a high lottery pick and they're not good enough to make any, any run in the playoffs. And it's just like, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, I'd rather be, be really bad then like tear it all down. And they couldn't do that because they had the sign Beal because they didn't want to let him walk for nothing. So then you sign him to the massive, massive contract that these NBA guys get. And then it's like, well, uh, yeah, let's let's try Chris Stops and let's throw Will Barton in there. And, you know, Kuzma is a fine player, but you're not scaring anyone in the East with those guys. And, and there's just, they just have a weird disconnect. Like, here's what they've done. They won the division. They went 49 and 33 in 16, 17. That was a very fun team. They beat the Hawks in the first round mm-hmm. and they were in a game seven against, the Celtics in a very fun series, like a very memorable. Like I remember, I remember going to don't know to watch game seven. Like I was very into it. They lost in the first round of the Raptors the next year after going 43 and 39. I was at one of those home games. There was not a lot of buzz in there for those games. Um, They went 32 and 50, 25 and 47, missed the playoffs, 34 and 38 um, in 2020, 2021 um, lost the Sixers in the first round. And then, uh, last year they went 35 and 47 and it feels like they're going to probably do about the same. They're five and six right now. They'll probably hover around 500 for most of the year, unless they do a swoon, which they've done in the past and lose like eight in a row. And then that will kind of lampoon the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It stinks. I do like Brad Beal. I think he's like a very fun player to watch, but they just don't have the, really the roster and they just can't. We we're ta- I think I was, can't remember who I was talking about this to about this they just can't hit on first round picks mm-hmm. like they the just can't get bad. lucky on I any mean, of them like Corey kispert hashimura like none of these guys have become better than you know like they're just fine they're very fine players they they haven't gotten a tyrese ha- a, a halliburton or a shea gilgis alexander where they like knock a eighth pick in the out of the park and they get a great player like they I'm just haven't done that, that now like I'm looking at their draft history since Bradley Beal, who went third overall in 2012. So there's been 10 drafts since then. They've only drafted 14 players. And part of that is that they're they're trading their first round to go get guys like Porzingis or Westbrook, you know, or... just guys that, yeah, whoever. So um, it's one of those things where sometimes people say this about they said about Orioles and pitchers, starting pitchers for a long time, and Ravens and wide receivers and quarterbacks, even before Joe Flacco. It's like, yeah, we lost the audio. That's rare. He may totally drop out of this thing here. Yeah, I think he is. I think he was about to make a good point too. So yeah, because so the Wizards, the 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 draft. If you go through, and by the way, Johnny Davis is playing in the G League. I was that. That's what I was gonna say. The guy from Wisconsin that they drafted. I saw some. Yeah, he's were like he's been miserable, like awful, awful, awful. Yeah, so. he's playing in the G League, so he's the tenth. He, I mean, he was the tenth. He's the tenth pick. Like, I mean, it's early. Like, I don't know if there's any of the. We'll see what happens under the tenth pick. Under the tenth pick in this draft, but like, they took Kispert fifteen last year. I mean, I watched him play a little bit last year. Like. It's okay. It's okay. You know who's fine is Denny. What's his name? What's his last name? Uh, the, um, I can't and, pronounce it. Yeah, I won't. I, won't uh, I forget. I forget. I think he turned out to be a fine player. But, but again, they took like, Denny nine. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, who's going to be an all star, went twelve. Mm-hmm. Like 
even, there was a couple. Like, even Jalen Smith is better than Denny right now. He went ten. Like Cole take, Anthony's better um, than Denny. He went fifteen. Who did they take? Maxi Tyrese Maxi's better. He went twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah. Maxi. I mean, Maxi's really good. There. I mean, there's a couple guys. I remember. Was it the like the Rui Denny's a, Denny's averaging four point five points in nineteen minutes a game. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I know he's young. I mean, he's what twenty. He's 21, so there's still room for it to be get better, but they just have not like lucked into like even like like where did Keldon Johnson go a few years ago? Like like when they took Hashimura. I mean Hashimura's a nice player. Cam Reddish who went PJ Washington is better than him. Tyler Harrow is better than him. Um, I would rather have Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like yeah, they, they they seem to whiff on a lot of, and again, they're they're not picking. And some of them are, and some of them aren't whiffs because, like, look, when you're picking in that eight to twenty range, you're gonna miss tons of teams yeah. have missed. This is not just the Wizards. It's not a commentary on the Wizards. You would just have thought at some point they would have just by found sheer happenstance found a guy in one of those picks. And I just don't think any of these guys. I mean, Hashimura. This is. He's hasn't started a game this year and he's 24 and he's averaging 11 points and that's fine. I, I doesn't feel like a guy you're going to be able to build a ton around. No. So they just, or that guy who's going to, he's not going to get like magically, he's not going to take the next step like this year and be yeah. like, Oh, that's why they took him. That's the, 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 you know, potential they saw on him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's super easy in a draft and I'm, it's super easy to go back into a draft and me do what mm-hmm. I just did. Like name this person, this person, this person, this person, um, and be like, Oh, why didn't they take them? Why didn't they take them? Why didn't they take them? And then even when they get the third pick, they get the third pick without a Porter in one of like the worst drafts, but Giannis <laughs> goes 15 and every yeah. team that didn't take Giannis is like, why didn't we take Giannis? And not that the Wizards ever would have taken him three. So that's not even a, a shot at the Wizards, but wasn't it's it just Otto, like, ugh. didn't he have hip problems too? Or he had something. Yeah. And, and our reporter was pretty good. He, he was a good third yeah. or fourth banana on those teams that were good. He was like a, a, a 12 to 15 point a game scorer who could, you know, hit some threes. Like he wasn't a bad player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it also turned into like the hometown kid, like, oh, you know, Georgetown to the yeah. Wizards, it's going to be such a great but imagine match. if they had, I mean, if they picked all if they Oladipo went too, if they pick Oladipo, I mean, who yeah. knows what Oladipo and Beal become, but Oladipo and Beal are redundant, so they take the small forward. And even though the NBA is positionless at this point, so does it even really matter? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. They just haven't since they got Beal, which is an absolute hit. You you get an all star player at number three, and they got an all star player at number one with John one twenty ten. You would have thought with those two guards they could have maybe gotten to a conference final, and they got close. And yeah, whatever. They're, yeah, it's, they it's, don't have a team that can make the conference finals now. They just don't. They have a team yeah. that's going to be in the play in games. Hopefully, you you hope like you said maybe if they're lucky. So yeah, but again, like I I, I don't I have friends who I see on Twitter get like upset at every you know if the wizards blow a game they're like there's team blah 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 and i'm like listen i don't have the time nor space or energy to like is, get upset about the wizards like that it's part of a bigger conversation but that, that's the nature of the nba like if you're not one of maybe four or five teams like how can you really get all that into it that's i mean that's at least my opinion on it but I mean, that's just an age-old conversation about the NBA. Thanks. We're going to talk through it as you probably try to fix your internet audio here. You've gone to a serious <laughs> audio issue as you talk through that. 
and I'll move on. I'll, I'll move on because there's that's enough to talk about the apathy is the right word. I think apathy is the right word. And I would ho- I, hopefully the Wizards can turn it around because it'll be fun to have a, like a fun NBA team to go to playoff games. I think that would be mm-hmm. an enjoyable thing in the region. Uh, when I say Maryland football, what do you think? Exciting. Well, I, I think trending in the right direction. We'll say that. Yeah. Trending in the right direction. I am very, very intrigued to see where this program is once Talia moves on. Is the microphone still fucked? Really yep. bad. Really bad. <laughs> the old laptop has given our man some serious problems here. My good, screen good show. on my new laptop smashed. <laughs> oh, no. Disaster. It's a disaster. Is this going better now? No. Nope. <laughs> Perfect show for it to happen, though. The grab back show. On... That's better. AirPod yeah, audio, but I can't we may have hear to... you. Your audio is better. I'm back on the microphone. Is it better? Nope. Um, yeah, I mean, I will talk as you figure this out. I will. It's that is the question. Can they sustain quarterback play year after year? Because as we've seen with Talia, the floor really raises when you have a guy under center that can do things like he does. Mm -hmm. And that is something that it's the joke about Maryland is that the lack of ability to find a quarterback for years and years. And I think one of the things locks did when he got there was like, that's a position we, I mean, clearly he's not, you know, we have to figure out and credit to him for going out and getting Talia to come here and being like, you're the man come on in. And he's going to, I mean, he's going to hold every Maryland passing record. I don't know if people are totally, I mean, we've publicized it a million times, but it's not like the team is eight. No. So sometimes people don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like he is going to hold every single Maryland passing record here, whether he either at the end of this year, if he stays till next year. Um, and it's, he's put to, he's done an amazing job. Um, I know he's had some tough games. I know people were pissed off during the Wisconsin game, but uh, you know he is the best quarterback Maryland's had since oh, Mc, McBrian. I mean, I maybe would say Scott McBrian or Sean Hill. I mean, the he's first, better. The, the first um... there have been some solid ones, but he's better than Sam Hollenbach. He's better than Chris Turner. He's better than was, Danny O'Brien. He's better than Danny C. O'Brien's C. freshman year was was he's really, than, really good. But he's better than C.J. Brown. Like he he's you know. Josh in, a, in a world where he's not in this division, like if he, if Talia Tungavailoa is on a team, like in a late 2000s Terps team that is in like some ACE, like the ACC where it's just, mm-hmm. you just don't have to play Ohio state every year. Like he's a guy that maybe could have like gotten you the ACC title game. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, he's like just, when Wake Forest made those runs, like, yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's better than all those quarterbacks. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's going to be a huge part of it. They do have some, you know, and they'll have some they had a lot of guys come back with the extra year that will that will depart. Um, but you know, Tulia has the ability to come back, so we'll see what he decides to do. Um but if he comes back, that's gonna that's gonna be a huge thing next year. The the Terps will probably lose a fair amount of wide receivers. They have guys with NFL aspirations and Jacob Copeland and and Rakim Jarrett, so those guys could depart. But uh I think it's it's such a funny thing for Maryland football because it was so 
such a roller coaster and you had all the stuff that happened and now locks has gotten to a point where they're bull eligible two weeks ago like mm-hmm. bull eligible in the middle of october which just has not happened just not happened and then they have a tough game against wisconsin and everyone freaks out again and it's like well you know based on what's happened for the last decade and what they're dealing with in a brutally unbalanced big 10 where if they got to play some of the teams in the west every year you know the record could even be better um, if they, you know, if they had Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois, like if they, if they just switch places with Minnesota, like they could, this could be an eight or nine win team. And that, you know, you have to go through your gauntlet of playing Michigan, who they played really competitively, probably should have beaten should've Purdue. Won, yeah. Um, and could have beaten Michigan, could have beaten both of those teams. Um, that's a pretty, if, if Lox's floor is going to be this six or seven win type of season, that's fine. I think that's I think you're you're pretty happy with that if he can find the ceiling year every few years. I think I, and obviously he wants more than that. I'm not I'm not speaking he you know he wants to to put which is what we all want. But in terms of where Maryland football has been at times, that puts you in like a pretty good spot um of consistency to try to kind of rebuild some trust in a program that has just had so many coaches and things happen and 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 stuff like that. And and he's brought some very, very and he's a guy that like really wants to be here. I think that's like the best part about Locks. He like loves Maryland and 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 understands the fan base and connects really well with them. So um, we'll see what they do this weekend. I mean, this is a Penn State game that's that's definitely winnable. Um, it's not a, a fun. That would be a fun win. I mean, let me tell you what. It's like one of those situations where if you're Michigan State, if you could just beat Michigan every year, you're kind of fine. If you're a Maryland and you can beat Penn State every couple of years, the fan base is in a pretty good spot with football. They're like, oh, okay. If we're making that competitive, we're I think we're pretty excited. So, and this would be if they beat them, this would be two consecutive wins in Happy Valley, which and would be crazy. Like, what would it be total? Like four out of five, or four to six, or something? Um, yeah, because they won the Craddock Stefan Diggs game in 2014. Is that yeah. the no handshake? No handshake. Yep. Uh, that was 2014. Yeah, or 2015. Oh my God, 15 yeah, sounds right. Time flies. Maryland basketball. What do I say when you when you guys? I know you guys probably didn't watch any of the game the other night, so it's probably hard for you guys to really even analyze the team at this point. Yeah, where's the BTM Plus hookup, huh? I can get you guys on BTM Plus. No one asked. What are we, what are we doing? I'll get you done. For, I'll get you. I'll get you in there uh, Thursday. Get you in there All Thursday. Right. I just. I just. It, by the way, college basketball opening up on Monday Night Football. Like, what are we doing? With no good games. With no, with no marquee games. That's the thing. No you marquee can say, games. You can say we have 135 games going on, you know, concurrently or whatever. But if there's not what a good happened? matchup, it's like, what happened there? to the tip-off marathon? Yeah. What, what happened the, to the tip-off marathon? One of ESPN's great gimmicks. What happened? That was the 24 hours of basketball? Yes. Oh, that was the best. That was very so good. good. So and good. So good. I don't know why that? you would ever stop. I don't, COVID I have just, no idea. COVID just stopped a bunch of things and people just like, Yay. I mean, they should bring, they should bring that back. What about the, um, what is it? What's the, the champions classic or whatever, where they do like, yeah, it's next week. I believe it, like I, next what, Tuesday. Are they, I think that was always further, a couple weeks in. back. Like why that that's been on the tip off. That's been on the tip off marathon before. Yeah. Yeah. Like that used to be like, I think it was like 2014 or something where it was like Michigan state, Kansas, Duke. And, and, you know, it's always, um, uh, you know, like Villanova or someone like that. It's not Villanova. the Maryland Georgetown game in 2015 oh. was in the tip off marathon and being a part of the tip off marathon. I was like, Oh my God, we're in the tip off marathon. <laughs> yeah. That was the SVP. That was the sports center at, at yeah, Comcast, it was sweet. Right? that was an all time night. That was yeah. so awesome. 
Grievous yeah. showed up in you know middle of the second half and everything yep. changed. It didn't even we didn't even we didn't even know if he was gonna get to the game on time and he just like came in through the loading dock and just rolled through the tunnel. It was incredible. Didn't he like <laughs> move some kids out of like their seats on the sideline and was like, can I sit here? And they were so like, he walked to like the corner of the student section and I cannot remember her name, but it was the girl that was sitting there with her friends was one of our student interns. And she was like in heaven. She was like a huge Maryland fan. And like Gravis Vasquez was asking to like stand and sit by them. And there's a photo of her just like looking up at him. Like he is like God on earth. It is an amazing photo. I wish I wish I could. I don't know where it is. Um, She was like a very short. She was probably like five foot flat. Like, and she's just like staring up at Gravis Vasquez. It's such a good photo. (laughs) You think there was some like hardo, like usher being like, excuse sir, sir, do you have a ticket? Like, I need to see your ticket. Yeah, maybe. And he just like, although it's so many, it's so many of the same like ushers year to year. I think Mm -hmm. they just they know all the players. It's all the same people. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Maryland started off last night. It's you know a new era with Kevin Willard, and we'll see. It's an interesting team because it's a lot of guys that haven't played together. So the first few weeks are going to understandably be interesting in watching them kind of coalesce as a team. But some names you know are back. You have your Dante Scotts, your Hakeem Hart's, your your Juju, Julian. he's now going by he's now going by Juju and everything. So your Juju Reese's Juju, Juju, hmm. um, and then you have Jameer Young and Don Carey, and they don't have a ton in the post behind Juju. They have they have Pat Emilian, who I think is going to be a, a guy that plays hard and and gives good minutes. But um, signing day is tomorrow, and they're going to announce a very lo- uh, a local class that's very good and. Which vibes are high. We need to get we need to get students kind of back reinjected into the thing. So that will be UCLA is a game that I think could be very fun for people to come to. But there's some opportunities like in a like two week span or so where win two of them and you could really build a lot of excitement. It might be a lot to ask for for a team this early in a coaching tenure, but um. I'm, you know, I'm in that bucket of, uh, I guess, kind of like the students where it's the Turgeon era just got really stale and there's some apathy. And I kind of, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as this was approaching, I was kind of like, you know, what good is it to just kind of be like, ah, you know, they got to win me back. Like, let's get excited about a new coach. I mean, he's saying all the right things. He's got a lot of energy. You know, you don't have to have expectations to be invested. You know, it's just enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm I'm at with Maryland basketball. I will say the social videos and stuff like that that you guys are putting out, Taylor, are awesome. They're so good. Like every single, I mean, they're just top notch. Have to have to give a shout out to our our video man for men's basketball, Connor Bash. I think I've shouted him out on the show before. Uh, he is excellent and is the is all the brains behind those those hype videos. Yeah, I, I am are... lucky. I am lucky enough to be able to ride his coattails and and give him a couple edits. But um, he did an excellent job, and and I think the one of the main um, objectives for Coach Willard early has been to kind of reconnect back with the history, and not that Coach Turgeon didn't. Um, but coach Churgeon was the guy that followed the guy and it's always a hard balance to mm-hmm. like reconnect back with him and also kind of make your own way. And I think coach Willard is a little bit more, has a little bit more similar sensibilities to a Gary Williams. So I think that connection is a little easier. And uh, in terms of reaching out to alumni and some of the stuff we're doing video wise, that's, you know, all very aligned with that goal. And hopefully 
you know, Maryland basketball is a program that is a program people like deeply love, like deeply, deeply love um, in a way that I think sometimes football doesn't have. Maryland football doesn't have like people do like love Maryland football, but Maryland basketball has this just amazing pull on people. And I hope that, you know, through on court success and, and things like that, that uh, a new generation feels like the way maybe you like the three of us did about like growing up in like the heyday, heyday of Maryland basketball being one of the five best programs in the entire sport for a like four or five year period. And like what that kind of effect that can have on like a kid who like grows up with it. Um, and so it's, it's been cool. It's been very cool. Like, and a great job by him with, the, with that stuff. Uh, Coach Willer, the kind of, and then my guy Connor with the video is just tremendous. Um, so hopefully they have a, a solid first year, you know, get to an NCAA tournament. Um, and then it's just all upward trajectory. Um, I'm trying to, did I miss any team? I was going to get, have you guys talk about DC United, but I think we can, I, th- I think we ran out of time for them. Shoot. I Georgetown, my DC Georgetown, United Georgetown, Georgetown basketball on my other Welcome. podcast. <laughs> they are currently beating Coppin state by two at the under four, the first half in Washington. Mm. Uh, our boy Juan's Juan Dixon, our boy Juan. There's some, there's some stuff going on there that is not good for the team. No, no, that is yeah. yeesh. That so may be like up. I'm thinking that may be a that may be a coach firing. That may be just a clean sweep. Yeah, they yeah, that stuff's not good. No, 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 no. That stuff's not good. Juan also went on, I think, like, did he go on Glenn Clark radio the other day and was like, yep. Yeah, I could have pictured myself walking down the Maryland sideline. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but then this stuff comes out and it's just like, I mean, you're kind of messing that dream up. That could still happen for him at some point. That's like oh, not would, even out of the question. I would, love, I would love that, but yeah, this is not. You great. can't. Yeah, you, you got to kind of keep it together. Brian, are you doing uh, research right now on it? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm getting caught up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, give, it, uh, give us your take. <laughs> this seems bad. It's not good. Yes, it's definitely not good. Allegedly. Allegedly. Seems seems bad. Allegedly, yes. Yes, alleged. Lawsuits are being filed and and things of that nature. So not great. But <laughs> they may be Patrick Ewing's George Shanti as he uh, by the way, uh, Kudus Wahab on Georgetown, which is truly an incredible. Oh, that's right. Injury. I forgot he went back. Yeah, yep. went back. The old boomerang. Also, former former uh, UConn big Akaka Kak also on uh, Georgetown. Me? Yes. Marty's favorite player. Yes. Yes. Wahab with three points, four rebounds, and three fouls. Huge. Three there fouls in the first. They also have uh, Dekembe Matumbo's son. It's a hell of a team. <laughs> Hell of a team. Any other any other I have to shout out area if we're talking area teams, uh Calvert Hall um boys soccer wins the uh MIA over John Carroll in overtime. I saw the you other. retweeted that. I saw that. Yeah. Nice. Our guy Connor Newcomb on the call for that. My guy. So there you go, big Orioles guy. Uh Towson also, your Tigers primed to have their best team potentially in their history this year. CAA favorites. CAA favorites. Yep. They yep. were good. They were good. A one projected of the a projected when they had like Jarrell Benjamin up. Yeah. Or was four, that after? Four, four McGlynn. When they, when they, they are a projected NCAA tournament team. They're the projected winner of the CAA by everybody. That'd be dope. That'd be cool. Scary. Scary uh, still there, right? Basketball. Basket, dean of area basketball. One of them. Uh, Mr. Patrick Stevens. I was talking to him after Go. the game yesterday. Great. And. Player. 
he was saying that they had like three, maybe I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong. They had like three first team all CAA guys and they all decided to stay. None of them transferred. Wow. Like all of them had the ability. They like kept all those guys home, which is awesome. I Maryland Towson on a neutral court right now would probably be a very, very good game. Do it at the CQ Center. Good. Put a floor on the CQ Stadium. Do it outside. Beautiful CQ, arena. CQ. Yeah. So shout out to Town. That would be fun. I, I hope Towson goes to the inside of the tournament. That'd be really, really cool. That I feel like people would get jazzed up around here. It's Being always less... fun when like one of the area teams goes to the tournament. Uh cool. besides Maryland. Like one of the like the mid-major area teams yeah. is always fun. The UMBCs. Yeah, the UMBCs, the Mount St. Mary's, like you know, gives everyone a team to root for. Um all right. Let's go to our starting five draft presented by Feb Thrill. Uh, Feb Thrill sunglasses. Uh, it started to get cold a little bit. It was 80 on Monday. It was kind of cold today. So uh, <laughs> who knows? But it can, the sun continues to be out. So you continue to use your Fed Thrillies. Uh, tailgate's coming up back in a couple weeks. Well, the, the, the Fed Thrills will be on. Um, you might add your, oh, no, it was, I guess it was cloudy a couple weeks ago when you and I were out there, Brian. So I guess you didn't have the Fed Thrills mm-hmm. on, I don't think. It was cloudy when we went out there with Mr. Dugan and the boys. Uh, but we'll be back out there, and I'm sure you, the Fed Thrills will be back on at some point. So use the promo code X for to get 20% off. RDT came up with this idea for the starting five draft. Um, after I mean, this Jeff Saturday situation is so interesting. <laughs> I, I they they now announced that he's gonna have like a 30-year-old offensive assistant call the plays on Sunday. Mm-hmm. This could be an all-time scene for Indianapolis. It's it 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 uh, it just reminds me of the circus game where the Broncos had all their quarterbacks out with COVID and they had to get who was a KJ Hamler. A quarterback, just like one of those, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, no, it was not, K- it was, um, oh, Kendall Walker. Is that the name? KJ Hamler went to Penn State, didn't he? Kendall yeah. Hinton. This guy went to, I forget, Kendall wait. Hinton. I think that's right. But this reminds me of like a game where people are just like, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. We got no Kendall, idea. Kendall Hinton is correct. That's Kendall. a good pull, Max. But um, it's like, it, it's going to be, especially with, like you saw like Jeff Saturday's tweet last week. Where all he said was the Raiders look terrible or the Raiders look bad, and now he's coaching against them. Like <laughs> that's just I mean, people were building it up to be like, oh, the Raiders are gonna like no, the Raiders don't fucking care, but yeah, they don't care. The Raiders are also terrible and have their own problems. Uh by the way, Josh McDaniels, maybe just not a good head coach. See ya. <laughs> I, I don't know why we keep doing this. AFC uh, West, I mean Yeesh. Andy Reid just running circles around it's, the rest. Mahomes and the rest. The, oh no, Nathaniel. I'm getting my AFC and NFCs mixed up because I was thinking of Kingsbury especially. Oh, that dude's done too. Talk about yeah, but but it's what's the the AFC West is Josh McDaniels, Nathaniel Hackett, who people thought could get fired like two weeks ago. Yeah. He's coached for six weeks. Then yeah, and, but then he um, he wins in London, and they're like, all right, he's safe now. He, he's safe. Yeah, like he he Nathaniel can't hack it. Boom. And nice then, point. um, and then the Chargers, and then the Chargers, but the Chargers are pretty good. I'm, I'm, good. I'm sitting on some Patrick Herbert. Patrick it's Herbert, Pat, man, who the heck's Patrick Herbert? Ooh, it's uh, Justin Herbert. I was thinking of Mahomes. <laughs> Brandon Staley's Riverboat. Brandon Staley crowned his ass too early. They did, but I, I think Staley, Staley could be gone he's, too. I think they're five. They're five and three. Yeah, but. It's not pretty. I, mean, I get Herbert's it. Herbert's got no. a little bit of a Carson Wentz trajectory where he came out of the gates real mm-hmm. hot. And mm-hmm. He's not. He's not playing as bad as Wentz, but Wentz did play decent for a couple Wentz, of years. Wentz after that was an MVP year, he, candidate until he got hurt. 
that year. Yeah, he was yeah. A, like legitimately the MVP of the league. Like everyone's like, oh, Carson Wentz is the MVP. And Herbert was maybe fourth or fifth in MVP odds going into the season. I was going to say Herbert maybe even higher. Like Herbert, thirty-one touchdowns, ten picks as a rookie. 38 touchdowns, 15 picks as a as a second year player, 13 and five right now. Completion percentage is stuck around exactly like a 66% his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um I know he has all his weapons are hurt except for Eckler, too. Like all his linemen are hurt, all his receivers are hurt. So but uh, so I'm I'm just gonna let it marinate a little bit. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I I think he's pretty good. I, I I'm kind of I'd I'm high. Don't get me wrong. I'm high. Yeah, he's Mr. talented, dude. I, he's he's not bad. But the part, it's just yeah. like sometimes things just you, you're not in the right place, the right time, or the breaks go bad, and you're yeah. Second, just... second year, second year for Wentz finished third in MVP voting. And that's that's only playing what thirteen games, something twelve and a half or whatever. He played thirteen. He had thirty three touchdowns and seven picks. He had thrown for thirty two hundred yards. He's eleven and two as a starter. Yeah, that'll do it. He's he, he was very good that year. He's very, then it was Philly, 21 touchdowns, seven picks, 27 touchdowns. He's pretty good in 2019. I mean, this is anecdotal. I'm just looking at stats. They went nine and 70 through 27 touchdowns, seven picks. I'm sure they thought they were. Stats in Indianapolis were really not bad last year either. His second half stats were really good, I think. Like, I think they really turned it on. Yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. He just can't lose kind of a weird, Jacksonville when it's a weird end situation. Just a super weird career. And he's only 30. Um, with that said, this draft is uh, retired players we'd like to see coach. Retired players we'd like to see, I guess, be the head coach. I guess that makes yeah. more sense. And this kind of relates to Dion a little bit, too. The Dion thing has been yeah. very fun. And um, I cannot wait to see what Power 5 program Dion goes to. That is going to be so fun. <laughs> I mean, you think Florida, that's like for sure going to happen? Like he, I guess not for sure, but I would think if like Florida State came to him and gave him the entire program, I think he has to take that job. That would be. I feel like the opportunity was around for him to do that, and he wanted it, and they kind of turned their nose up at him. And they did. He's pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. Mm -hmm. So he might just be a grudge guy. Yeah. If I'm all Miami, think he's going to Miami. Oh, no! They just paid. They just paid Cristobal. Yeah, they'll pay fifty million dollars. They'll get uh, what's his name, Nevin Shapiro. We'll pay him. Auburn, Auburn is a fun spot. Auburn would make Dion. Then he gets to go against Saban. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> SEC Media uh, Day would be now. He he may also love Jackson State and just do that and win every game and do the. I think that's stuff. a really cool niche for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would be fun. Dion just getting out there, just doing his thing. Ah, oh, I like how Dion. how old blocks. What should we uh, bring Dion? Dion would like College Park. Locks is 52. Locks got a long time to go. Here. Oh my God. Who? 52. He's yeah. eight years younger than John Harbaugh. Yeah. Locks has got 15 years co- head coaches if he wants it, probably. Damn. Maybe less than that. But I don't. Locks doesn't feel like a guy that's going to. For all we know. He doesn't don't feel like a guy that's going to go late into his 60s. <laughs> Locks just doesn't feel like he's going to want to coach late into his. But that's just me talking. I, I've never had a. I don't want to. In, in, Say that I've never <laughs> had a conversation with Michael Oxy about how long he wants to coach. Um, coach, we like to old coach. We like to see his head coaches. Um, I have the first pick. Thanks. You have the second pick. RDT, you have the wraparound to start here. Um, and with the first pick in this draft, I think this could be more clear. I'm taking Ed Reed. Yeah, I'm taking. How Ed do Reed. I not have the first pick? I feel like I haven't had it in, in a month. No, you had the first pick. 
to take uh, worst Halloween candy. You took banana Laffy Taffy first overall. Yeah. Yeah, you wasted it. <laughs> wasted it on a dumb fucking pick. I did not waste it. And then RDT took call me maybe last week, and now I have the first pick. After I had had the first pick in the game show draft. <laughs> After I had had a horrible round of drafts as the first pick, yeah, I finally... You're back. I'm back, because this was a great one to have, because I needed the first pick to get this, because I knew this was first on Banks' board. So I'm happy to get Ed Reed. It would be an absolute joy, just a joy to watch this guy as a head coach at any level, if anything. Just so good. The, the media availabilities would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. You know that it has to be the you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's I mean, the ideal. That's the, that's the pipe dream. It's the, it's honestly the only place where I want to see him be a head coach. I don't want him to be an NFL head coach where I have to go up against him and be like, ah, you know, like watching Joe Flacco in week one this, this year, it was weird. Um, but I don't give a rat's ass about Miami. I think they've got the aura They're you know, they're cool and all the history is awesome. The documentaries were awesome. Um, where I could get on board if Ed's on board, if he's doing it there, then like, I mean, that doesn't could hurt, really doesn't hurt it. anyone. If you're rooting for Miami. Right. Exactly. So Ed read to the U. You heard it here first. Clear first pick. Thanks. I'm going a complete different direction here. Going Bill Romanowski. Put that guy <laughs> on an NFL sideline and just watch him be a psycho. That is not anywhere near what I expected you to go there. No, I had no <laughs> Mr. idea. I had no idea where that was going. Bill Romanowski. Uh, I haven't heard that name in a good while. Exactly. He just came from the clouds. If like, <laughs> he could be, he could have been on on Ursay's shortlist. I'm, I'm, now that wouldn't be shocking. He's right up Ursay's. He alley. could be on the Davis's shortlist after you McDaniel's. He probably is like, yeah, he's maybe two phone calls away. They're is probably he, like, we're he, gonna call is, Gruden is he, again. Provided he's not in jail. So now I'm looking this up. I was gonna say, is he a defensive coordinator at a small high school or something? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Racism allegations. I don't think he's allowed near a school. This guy's not getting anywhere near a head (laughs) coach. Cam Newton boy in a tweet. He was the, in 2008, he was the defensive coordinator for Piedmont High School's freshman football team for his son. Oh, that's right. My my college roommate went there. What year was that? 2008. In 2009, Romanowski threw his name into a search for Mike Shanahan's replacement for the head coach of the Broncos. He sent a 30-page My PowerPoint presentation. Played team owner in Pat the same program when he was coaching there. <laughs> That's got to be. And Josh McDaniels got the job. By the way, what a performance from Bill Romanowski in the longest yard. Great, great movie. Yes, and yes, great performance. Great performance ah, by everyone. Man. He's got a Balco scandal section too. It's that's oh, so yeah. good. Good stuff. RDT. I'm going another easy one. It's Adam Jones. Mm. Adam Jones. Yeah. Like you, you want to talk about um, a manager or you want to talk about a press conference. Buck was the king of press conferences. Adam is right up there with Ed Reed where his, his media availability would be spectacular. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys have listened. Um, obviously we're, 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 we're cross promoting here, but Jerry Coleman and Adam's podcast is good. It's very good. Adam, I mean, there. Adam is natural behind the behind the mic, which again doesn't surprise anyone. Remember when Adam thought we were using him for clicks, and like 
tweeted at us. We would still like to have him on the show. <laughs> what did he say with, with clicks? Remember when we, we did, I, I, we, I posted like a tweet about him talking about somebody and he was like, you know, if you guys are looking for listeners, like, blah, blah, blah. And then we tweeted back and I'm like, want to come on the show? He never responded. Oh, yeah. I've, I've tweeted at them a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, he would be so good to have on. He would. He would. Um, again, I think he'd be a great manager. Like, I think he'd be a very fun manager. He would be. He, he I, Adam Jones is the best. And He's just the best. We talked about it last week, but like, that's a guy who I would love to see, like, on a staff or like the World Baseball Classic, you know, yes. just like something yes. like that. And then eventually, you know, catch on somewhere um yes so i'm going adam first and then my next one uh i am going to go in a little bit of a different direction i'm taking steve blake i would love to see steve blake be a be a college basketball coach somewhere like again obviously i would want it to be maryland i don't want to kick willard out you know one game in but i think blake would be a great head coach he's he's one of those guys who it seems like he, you know, he knows the game in and out. And, and you could tell that by the way that Kobe basically handpicked him to be on those Lakers teams. Um, and he seems like a really smart guy. He just seems like a basketball guy. Um, I think he would be a fun, a fun head coach. I would, I would really enjoy seeing that, you know, again, I don't, I don't know where, but count me, put, put me in, put me down for a Steve Blake, uh, coaching, uh, coaching job somewhere down the line. I like that. Steve Blake seems like a, seems like he would be a good coach. He's got the intensity. We all know it. And um, he practices hard. I mean, there's stories of Kobe and him going at it and practice and, and doing that whole thing. So. And, uh, and uh, John Gilchrist knows. Yeah, correct. <laughs> you know, thanks. Well, I'm just going to follow up with, with Grievous Vasquez. Mm. He's on my yeah. list. Yeah. He's I mean, on my list as well. Just the passion, the energy, it's what you want. And he's a he's a point guard who was a bit oversized. He could play a lot of different positions. So I, could, I would imagine he could coach him up pretty good. Um, I just love the guy. And so I was if I if I was going to pick Ed Reed, I was going to explain. I wouldn't want him to coach the Ravens either. First of all, how often do you see a player, a really beloved player, coach for his team and have it go well? It's so rare. Mm-hmm. I, like, how many? What instances can you really think of where uh, it, it was a success? It's. I mean, there can't be many. There's not many. Again, like you so think you, of like a Pete Rose manager. Um, I mean, I mean, you want to you want to talk about your the boy? managerial thing go well? No, but Taylor, your Taylor, your boy, my boy, Booney. Well, I mean that. I mean the guy wins the division every single year. I mean, uh, I don't know what you, I don't know what you want. I mean, look, I mean he he continues to beat your team every year, RDT. I mean he beat your team like a million times. Is that yeah. that's what the Yankees are going for now? They're going for wins against the Orioles. Well, well Booney did say Booney yeah, did say in the press conference right. last week. He said that you know the whole division is good, even the Orioles are good now. So I mean it's a tough, it's a tough ask. It's a tough. Look, I mean, you know, he lost to the World Series champs. Aaron Boone was eight wins away from the World Series this year, and not many people could say that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about any other. Say, how many other teams could say that, RET? 
Your guy, many, Brandon Hyder, did you say that? How many, how many other teams were on 148 game win, uh, win total pace? Uh, that, that and happens. then, you know, we're under 500 in the second half. What if they'd started slow and done that late in the year, the entire narrow? They were so like, what a job by Booney turning it around. What if my aunt had balls? She'd be my uncle. It's not how it works. Well, what if your aunt was eight wins away from the World Series? She wasn't. Aaron Boone was like, I, I don't know what you want from me. How do you know that? How do you know my aunt was? By the way, I will say this. I will say this. I'm stunned he got brought back. No, I'm because, not. Because, well, in a, in a vacuum of like how the Yankees used to operate, I mean, well, they would have cleaned Because they've lost their fastball. They George is rolling over in his grave. George yeah. would not have George would not have let the Yankees leave that, that offseason without Machado and Harper. Just saying. How did they not sign Harper? How did they not trade for Harper? What's the what was the trade they could have made for Harper? It was like Glaber Torres and I don't know, probably like Chapman like, or like, like, like James Tyone or something. Like like they, I mean, man, I oh man, I had this. Um, he's a loser though. He's a loser. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you have it. I, I you know that's just. So anyways, it never goes well in these circumstances. Um, And then when it doesn't go well, you've got this animosity between a fan base and a player that they love. And it's a tough, it's just a tough situation where it's like, "Ah, what do we do? Like, do we let them, do we get rid of them? Like, do we fire them? We got to let them resign. Like it just becomes awkward. It's an awkward song and dance. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really want that. In those scenarios, I mean, look at look at the nepotism that's happened at Georgetown. A lot of Georgetown just, talk. This, they're this just episode. running the same play over and over for thirty-five years now, and they've gone hardly anywhere. That was always why, like, whenever Cal came up as like managerial like rumors, I never wanted Cal to be. I don't like. I don't want him to be the Orioles owner. I don't want him to be owner. I don't want him to be GM or manager or anything like that. Because again, like that, and I mean, hell, we saw it with Mike Flanagan, like. People trashed him and that, you know, I mean, that had a lot to do with his depression and, and, you know, what came afterwards. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to, it turns into like a super weird where you're like, uh, do we, now he's a legend. How do you welcome him back? How do you, you know, it's, it's, it's very strange. So yeah, it's, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird song and dance. Um, Sorry, I've I've been I've been very thrown off here by something I just saw on Twitter involving of um, Zach Steffen, who is a former Maryland player who was considered a lot to go to the World Cup, and there are now reports that he's not going to the World Cup, which would be very disappointing. Oh, that uh, I, I saw those tweets going around. I just didn't know who that was. That would be very sad for both me and my want to do content for the next month on this guy. But what can you do? Um. We also have a soccer team still. By the way, Big Ten quarterfinal, uh, Big Ten semifinals tomorrow against Indiana on BTN at eight o'clock. So it's everybody tune in. Um, where do I want to go here? I was going to take Vasquez next. I didn't think I could get both Vasquez and Reed out from under your nose, Banks, but I was hoping. Um, I mean, obviously, Booney would have been my top choice, but he's coaching right now, so I can't take him. Um. I was searching some like lists of this and Steve Nash was one of the ones that hasn't gone very well. <laughs> He's available. Oh, oh no. Um, 
Can I say one that I – this is one that I just think would be entertaining, Draymond Green. I would love to see that car crash. That would be great. Him, him as an NBA head coach, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I like that yeah. pick. Yeah, him as an NBA head coach would either be an amazing piece of motivation for a guy or it would be – hey, we get in fights with players. Either way, it was gonna be, it's going to be entertaining. He wouldn't do press conferences. He would just record his podcast. Like after – that would be the press conference. He would like set up – you know, he would just do what we're doing. 100% what he would do. I think he would crash and burn harder than, than Nash or anyone because he's a bum. He's going to be very good on TV when he retires. Yeah, he's he's going he, to get paid a lot of money for a long time. Yeah. It's yep, yep. And he's going to say whatever comes to his mind, it's going to be very entertaining. Him and Chuck for a while are going to be good together, I'm sure. They're going to be very good. Uh, so I'm going to take him first. And then I'm going to take Cristiano Ronaldo because I would also like to see how that plays out. That's my guy. I'm taking Ronaldo. He would just be looking down at everybody smugly. Oh, my God. Yeah. What an entertain. What a piece of entertainment. You know what video came to mind of him being head coach would just be, you know, that video of like I tweeted it the other night of the coach walking around the locker room slapping everyone. That's what I, when you said that, like him looking at his team smugly, that's what I picture. Ronaldo just smacking his entire team in the locker room. Yeah. Not sure if that's accurate, but again, that's just what came to mind. Thanks. I'm taking Charles Barkley. Mm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I love him on TV so much. I almost don't want him to coach. Yeah. It would be entertaining, though. Oh, man, talk about be. the media. It I just think be. of press conferences when I think of this question. Mm-hmm. We're, like, yeah. interacting with the refs. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I mean, he, Kissing he Dick would Bavetta. get tossed so many times. That would be good. That, that's, a, that's a good pick. I'm, all, I'm almost, like, shocked when... that he never had, like, you know, openings or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure, you know, maybe he's had interviews and stuff, but. I don't know that he'd want to, to be honest. Yeah, he would probably very blatantly be like, "Nah, I'm, I'm not passing up this TNT live golf money," you know. Um, me, I am going to go. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. We're going to the Wizards here. I'm taking Antoine Jameson. I <laughs> think he would be very fun. I loved it again. We talked about the Wizards a lot this episode. I was a, such a big uh, Antoine Jameson fan. And he's just, again, he's a super smart basketball player. Like, he's very savvy. Like, he was always in the right spot at the right time. I think he just knows the game very well. I think he could translate that to, like, a head coach very well, too. I think he would be fun. Um, he, I mean, he's done a lot of media stuff, too, with, with Comcast Sportsnet or whatever it is now, uh, NBC Washington. Um, he's done a lot of stuff there, but I, I think he would be entertaining. I think that would be that would be fun to watch. Um, and again, talk about like reconnecting with the fan base. Hell, I think that would uh, that would get that may bring bring some people back. Um, I'm gonna take my next one. I'm gonna take Tory Smith. I think Tory Smith would be a very fun NFL yeah. coach. Um, yeah, he would. Obviously, if you follow him on Instagram, you know he coaches his son's team. It's him and I think him and Ray Rice coach their son's team. Um, I think Ray's daughter plays on the team. Maybe not, but maybe Ray just helps out. But um, I think Tory again, I think he's a very good football mind. Like if you follow him on Twitter and you watch him during the games and stuff like that, um, 
obviously he's very good at breaking down film and 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 saying what he sees and stuff like that but again just a guy who knows it all very smart um good with the media and stuff like that i think he'd be a i think he'd be a very good uh very good football coach somewhere down the line i like that thanks Hmm. Do I want to go with a psycho or do I want to go with somebody who's actually take the psycho? I'm gonna take Richie Incognito. Okay, like head coach or just like a lot, like a line. Uh, um, I think his line. application should just be the report. Of all the things he said to what's his name, <laughs> hey. Jonathan. Was Jonathan Martin was that his name? I, yeah, John that Martin. sounds right. What about what about the stuff that he did at his dad's funeral, where he wanted to cut his dad's head off and told the the people at the funeral home that he would kill them if they if he did, wasn't allowed to take the body home. It's just a football guy. <laughs> that was <a> good, <laughs> that's just a good motivation. That's it. Yeah, he's you, a yeah, motivational yeah. speaker. Just. Take what you want. I have somebody else bury him when you can bury him yourself. Again, you. I see something I want. I'm going to take it. That's just bringing bringing your shovel and your hard hat. Yeah, that's just bringing the lunch White pail man. to the yeah. every day. Beamer. That's basically Beamer ball. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is that. That's a pick. That is certainly and a on, pick. Yep. And on and on that note, um, I have two here to f- to finish my team. I'm gonna start with the Rock NFL head coach. That would be enjoyable. He, he doesn't know. He played college yeah. football. Yeah, because he was massive. Mm. Oh, this is he played in the CFL. Yeah, but because he was uh, massive. Yeah. You're out on this as a former athlete? I don't think he's like like right now you're talking about like leaving WWE and and movies and all that. Yeah. Becomes you a figurehead. You think he could look at film and be like that's covered too? Probably he probably could, but like I, I, I take him with Richie Incognito. Well, yeah, I mean, me, <laughs> me too. But. Would you take him over Tory Smith? Uh, no, I mean, but he went lower than Tory Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't. Again, I don't think he's like. I just I think, think he's watching film. I don't think he's CEO watching Sunday the program. Night he's gonna hire the guys to do that, and then he's just gonna be your hype man in the press conferences. How can hyping he, up the guys, motivating the guys? How can he be on the field for the Super Bowl? While they're kicking off, being like, let's get let's get this game started while he's also now, coaching. That would be this is the XFL. I mean <laughs> <laughs> you could do a little bit of that. I cannot wait for him, by the way, when the XFL comes back next year, for him to do the full this is the XFL. He's gonna, I mean, that is gonna be a scene when that first game it comes. I mean, he is gonna make an absolute scene out of it. It's gonna be so bad. Mm. It's gonna be bad. Have you listened to that the lights camera Barstool guys talk about the rock like social media stuff? It's very funny about how he like his cheat day meals and stuff. It's it's pretty funny. Those guys do a good job with that. Um that like everything he says is like a lie. Um so I'm gonna t- I, is, are you guys vetoing the rock? Is the rock out? No, no. he's a pick. I oh, take okay. him. You, you guys just hate the pick. I like I like the rock as a person. I don't think he knows football like well enough to coach it. Um, and then finally, I, I'm t- I'm going to take Peyton Manning. Personality, know how. That would be a that would be a fun guy to watch be a head coach. He basically was an offensive coordinator for, yeah, fifteen yeah. years. I, you know, yeah. I mean, 
Do you think Ursay called Peyton Manning? And like yes. a and like a, a I think a, he calls him regularly. A haze. Do you think like, he called? Do you think he called? Oh, jeez. I don't do you think, think that's he, the right question. I think the question is, does Peyton pick up? Yeah. Do you, Peyton, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just saying. Doing, do you, uh, let me re, let me rephrase. Do you think he called him for this job? Do you think he picked up the phone with the intention of offering Peyton Manning the interview head coach job? Because I think the answer is absolutely yes. I think yeah. that would have come out. I think Ursay would have said that in the press conference. I think he would have openly been like, yeah, would he, to would, yeah man, uh, Ursay would be a guy that would maybe yeah, say he's that. Not, he's not hiding anything. He's he's letting everything go. I don't know. Gotta, gotta give pick is great. some credit to former guest Joey Molinaro on that video he put out of Ursay and uh, the farm Ballard. hero or whatever. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Is it Banks' last one? If you're yeah. if you're if you're taking the rock, can I take Jerry Jones? Sure. I mean he was a former sure, athlete. that's fine. I think he'd make another awful head coach. He would be fun. Would he be? That would be something else. Yes. If he just yes, came he right out of the owner's box and onto the sidelines, put a headset on. Of anyone on this list, he might be the most likely head coach. At this point, <laughs> that's very true. That is very true. That's my pick. Okay. I like Jerry Jones. I, like, I enjoy Jerry Jones. Um, I'm taking LeBron. Guy's the best basketball mind out there. Mm. Playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. He knows what, what move is going to happen three steps before. He's just, again, the greatest. He can be a great coach. Definitely way better owner than than Jordan ever was. Team president too. So, yeah, taking LeBron to round it out. That LeBron would be an insufferable head coach. I don't really dislike LeBron that much, but I think he would be insufferable. If all he, than, all he less, can really less do than Jerry Jones, I cannot like wait this. for LeBron to. LeBron is a player coach with Bronny, though. I'm actually in on that. That's it, <laughs> we're 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 like a year and a half away from that. I, I need that. What no. I wonder what what franchise is going to give the keys to the castle to LeBron to do that? Oh and my why? God, it's and gonna and, be us, isn't and it? why? Yeah, it, the Wizards is such a good candidate. Oh. Bring it on! Bring it on! <laughs> you want to see? You want to see? You want to see that building downtown become a basketball building? I mean, I'd go to those games. Yeah, exactly. Everyone would. I think if you're the Wizards, you do that. 100%. What do they have to... You know how much money they would make on jerseys? Like, that's... Think of how much... Like, they uh, would sell out every night. A I wonder where, Bronny, I wonder where Bronny's going to go to go to school. I guess, technically, he's like a recruit. I can't even technically talk about him. No, I'm just kidding. I can talk about him. But, like, he... he, he did, uh, not a, did not have a uh, fun time at College Park the other night. So, I don't think... Bronny? Yeah, when they played it uh, in that tournament, they played it to Matha. He played it to Matha. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the, they, the guy pulled a gun out in the game, and they had to cancel the rest of the game in the tournament. Well, you know that builds character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Hyattsville. Yeah, like yeah. College Park. Also, the fact that people like I obviously sent that screenshot to you guys, knowing that that tournament was in. People thought he was like on like a, an official visit to College Park. I saw people being like. If Willard can get Bronny to commit this weekend, I will send like I will I will name my firstborn cat, you know, stuff like that. And it's like he's playing at a high school tournament. It's like a highly publicized high school tournament. So there Isn't were a lot of people who had no idea. Who Bronny? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Really good. Stud. Stud. 
I think Bronny feels like a guy that's going to end up. It feels like he's going to end up at Ohio State. That would make a lot yeah, of sense. That would. Um. All right. That's the draft. I took Ed Reed, Draymond Green, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, The Rock, Peyton Brian Manning. Just shaking his head the whole time. <laughs> Can I say this about the Ronaldo pick? I, I I was going through more trauma than I would let on with the Zach Steffen news, and I didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do for like five minutes. <laughs> that was a bad pick. But I think all my other picks are fine. Um, and then Banks, Bill Romanowski, who I shots got mentioned in this podcast in 2022. Cravis Vasquez, Charles I didn't Barkley. expect to not get my guy at the that. Well, Richie I thought and, I'd be going first because I can't remember going first. Richie Incognito and Jerry Jones. RDT took Adam Jones, Steve Blake, um, Antoine Jameson, Tori Smith, and LeBron James. Any Brian honorable mentions? A, Brian has a very problematic coaching staff. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think of some Ryder Cup captains. I I almost took Phil for Ryder Cup captain, but it didn't feel like in the spirit of the draft. Yeah, I wasn't really sure how to go about that. Like, oh yeah, like maybe this guy could be like a swing coach or something. And Hmm. yeah, yeah, it just wasn't a good fit out there. Freddie Couples would be my guy for that, though. Him as a Ryder Cup captain would be sweet, and he should have gotten it a bunch of times by now. Make Freddie the captain already. Um, I, I mean, I had, I had my mind set on Ed Reed and then I was, everything was supposed to fall into place in there. And I was on tilt the entire draft. Yes. Romanowski was a pick and incognito was there with them in my brain. And I was like, one or the other, one or the other, one or the other. I went with Romanowski. Went <laughs> um, but I really just mostly thought of just who would be for, for comedic effect. Like who would be the funniest people to see on the sidelines? So I've got like, um, well, I just blanked on a name that I just had. Holy shit! This is great podcasting. I'll, right go, I'll go. I'll go with my honorable mentions while you're thinking. Uh, Dennis Rodman. No, uh, Rodman. Yeah, he would be something problematic. <laughs> he would be good. He would be good. Um, here are my yeah another problematic guy. Here are my, my honorable mentions. I got JJ Hardy, Markakis, Adley, of course, because think he was currently probably, playing. Currently but, playing. It's all right. So is uh LeBron. LeBron technically. Like, uh, Dray- so that was, so was not Draymond. technically the criteria of the draft. So it was Draymond. So it was Draymond. Yeah. Good point. That's why I wasn't going to take LeBron until Taylor took Draymond. So I was like, all right, no, you guys let it go. Fair enough. Yeah. I, that was also what. Also keep in mind that was during my trauma. So I, I you know. Uh-huh. I like that pick a lot. I think that's maybe my best pick. <laughs> uh, I also, I had some Maryland football ones. I had Steve Suter, EJ Henderson, Dominique Foxworth. Oh, Suter would be good. Yeah. Suter, I, was... I think, I think Foxworth would be awesome. Like, yeah, again, he's, yeah he's, Foxworth. He's, yeah. And again, EJ Henderson, just cause it would be fun to see a big ass linebacker like him just per- patrolling the sidelines. Those are my oh, Billy Ripken. Mm. He his he well no I know Bordick did Bordick tossed his name into the uh remember that when Bordick was like yeah I'd love to be uh, interviewed as manager <laughs> they were like is anyone gonna is anyone asking I think he was just kind of saying like yeah I'll do it back before Hyde so mm. Mark Grace say the stat nobody had more hits in the nineties. That's gonna be on your tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Mark Grace on there. 
Do it. Do it. I like it. I think Dustin Bedroy would be a really, really cool manager. <laughs> he was he Just was on honest. he was on a list I saw like Matt Weeders too. Everyone always said that Weeders. It's always the catchers. Yachty, Yachty was on. Yachty's managing yeah. like a Mexican league right now. Doesn't he own some other team too? A basketball team, yeah, that he had to take time off of to go to Puerto Rico to watch them play in the championship during the regular season. Who <laughs> did he does whatever he wants? Good draft. Mm. That was fun. Nick Kinner Medley, Maryland person of the week. I'm reeling over here. Maryland person of the week. Um, <laughs> we did all this content around this guy. Whatever. Um, thanks. Bully ball. Bullies. We're back to bully ball. We, I mean, yes, it's bye week. We did a grab bag, but we could talk a little Ravens here. Yeah. I think the defense maybe as a whole should get kind of the, I was about to just say the game, but we have a fucking award. It's called the Nick Kaner Manly Medley Maryland man of the week. That's what I'm getting to the defense, bully ball and the run game, bully ball. I think we got to talk to some people up the ladder about either getting our own purple run the damn ball hat in the Barcelona store, or just a hat that says bully ball on it. So I'd wear that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was a Titans thing, but you know, yeah, sure. It was a Colts thing. Yeah, but the Colts don't. It was a Bears thing. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but then they brought it to Barstool and it was, was, I mean, the boys, the boys, the boys are on half the fucking teams. The the boys. The boys. They did just run all over them last night. Um, I mean, I'm going to go. I think I've, he's been my guy more than any. He's won this award so many times. Trey. World Series hit. World Series champion. Somehow got more sunburn at the parade than he did. I don't know if you saw the video. He was toasted. He was like brown after the parade. Um, yeah. Got the World Series champion. Very excited for the him. parade, huh? I feel huh? like it should be tomorrow. I was yes yesterday, I think, right? Yesterday. A quick turnaround. Yeah, well, Saturday to Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. No, Monday. Yeah, Saturday to Monday. Canceled schools and everything in Houston. Um, yeah, no, it was cool seeing all the videos and stuff of him up there with the trophy, him and Sarah going wild. We're, we got to try it. We'll get him on the podcast. I know he's on a He's on. Um, he's going to be on Adam and Jerry's podcast by the time this comes out. But we'll have to get him back on this offseason and shoot the shit with him and yeah, see how it's going. But again, World Series champion. Good for him. That was, I think that kind of softens the blow of trading him to a lot of people. Like, again, if he would have gone to the Brewers and it was like, ah, uh, they kind of just, you know, phased out or whatever. But like the fact that he gets a ring and was on the parade float with the trip. I popped, I popped off for a single. I did. Uh, I did I, as well. Oh, I, I got a text from Lauren that said, what, what was that? And I said, sorry, uh, trade has got a hit. <laughs> like, legitimately woke up. Jojo and was like, sorry. Like, I don't I don't know what you want me to do. Awesome stuff from him. I mean, that was that was very, very cool. Um look, I mean, I actually had one I was gonna give. I was gonna give the fact that the US World Cup roster gets released tomorrow. That was legitimately what I was gonna say for this. Oh, I love no. the World Cup. I'm so excited for it. And this news about Zach Steffen, who for those that don't know, played at Maryland and 
for really the last like three years has been considered the odds on favor to start for the U.S. in the World Cup. He has had some form trouble, some injuries. So he's now was prohibitively considered like a lock, but probably going to be the backup. But that's OK. Like you, you go to the World Cup, what an accomplishment, a guy from Maryland. Um, and now, I mean, now there are breaking reports as we podcast that he has not made the team. So that is now not my Nick Kenner medley person of the week. Why did he not make the? Is there did something happen? Wait, I don't. Just... I don't know. He's he's been healthy. I don't know. They took okay. they the three guys. They took Matt Turner, who people considered the starter, Ethan Horvath, who's a very talented guy that has been around for a little bit that has never really gotten a lot of run in places, and then Sean Johnson, who will be probably the third stringer. Who's wow, gymnastics and gymnastics and and World Cup. I love Sean Johnson. Uh, who is like a very like a good leader and a good guy who's probably going to be on the team. But we thought Stefan is it's Horvath over Stefan. Whatever. I won't bore the people. It's with not the bothering Dane, you. It's, it's not Dane, bothering it's you. It's very much bothering me. But Dane <laughs> Dane Saint Clair, who was on the on the uh, national championship team uh, for Maryland in 2018, is probably going to be the backup for Canada. If he doesn't make their team next week, I may just never appear on this podcast again. I need the streak of Maryland players making the World Cup to continue for my own content purposes. So <laughs> I hope Zach somehow made it. I hope this is wrong, but. God bless you, Dane. Please make the Canada team. With that said, I will audible. The place where I, this is going to be a shocking audible. The place where I yelped for that Trey Mancy signal was a, uh, an establishment I had not been in a long time. And I very much enjoyed my time there. And I used to enjoy a lot of time there. And that is the ever so consistent Red Robin. I am giving Red Robin Ooh. my Nick Kane or Medley Marion person of the week. I yes. very much, I very much enjoyed my return to Red Robin. I hadn't been to a Red Robin in like, Five years. I went to the one in Towson that's right across the street from Calvert Hall. Went there a lot in high mm-hmm. school um, and enjoyed a. Um, um, Ooh, oh my God. Why is this? River barbecue burger. Uh, did not get a. Had a beer, so did not get a freckled lemonade. I do love freckled lemonades, though. I, I am not. Um, not Did not get a Whiskey River. Whiskey River is still on the menu. Um, it's the, the one Royal. with the jalapeno. We did Ooh. get a. We did get an onion ring tower, which was. Duh. Of course, you ha- you yeah. absolutely have to get that every they time hand you that, they hand that to you when they get the menus. When they get <laughs> which the menus. They, they honestly should bring the waters and an onion ring tower. If they did that for every single person in the place, even if they didn't eat it, that would be very, very funny. I got the one with the jalapeno coins, which I can't remember what the freaking name of the the burger is. It's the one. I, oh, my God. It's like I like had it ready to go when I was about to give this. And now I can't remember. I'm looking up the menu right now. Fun fact that that Red Robin is where I watched. um the uh, Wisconsin Oregon Rose Bowl, the bur- the, burn- the burn and love burger, the burn and love burger. <laughs> Can I get a burn and love? Fried, fried jalapeno coins, housemade salsa, pepper jack, lettuce, tomatoes, and chipotle aioli. Oh yeah, only nine hundred and ten calories for those keeping core at home. My brother, my bright, my twin brother Burke, shout out to him, had the. Uh, oh, is it not on here? Oh, they don't have it on this menu. It secret, was like a dip, menu. It item. was like a dippable burger into cheese. It was something. <laughs> it was something. Um, he had that. So, shout out to Red Robin. Shout out to Towson Place. Has undergone some changes over there. No longer a GameStop. It's now a Panda Express. And, oh hell yeah, that's an upgrade. And uh, it's a Panda Express and something else. Um. And the the Cadoba that used to be there, or the Chipotle used to be there, is gone. It's now a noodles and company. Yeah, oh, it's a noodles, that. which I don't hate. I love uh, noodles. I hate, I, nah, noodles. Noodles is noodles it's underrated. Mac and cheese and Parmesan crusted chicken is yes. Uh, oh, I have the Parmesan crusted chicken with the uh, with the penne rosa. Very good. Very good. good too. That uh, that Chipotle was money too because I used to live right by there. 
Where did you live right by there? Uh, some shitty apartment complex. I forget. Um, uh, what was it called? I forget. I'll look it up. Oh, but... oh Towson. Yeah. Again, I spent many, many a days at that Red Robin. Again, that target is where uh, I saw Mel Kuyper. Yeah. Got good. Yeah. yeah. That's an up and down target. <laughs> Sometimes you go in there and you're just <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. I feel like I'm a, in a bad mood every time I end up in that target. It's not Target's <laughs> fault, but I just happen to be in a bad mood. And so I just associate. Are you guys team? Are we talking? Are you guys team Walmart or team Target? Target. Target. Easy. Yeah. Target. Yeah. Yeah. If you're team Walmart in that, you. <laughs> You know where I was going you're with that? To up yeah. Here. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, you're, I, I should, I should just let you do that. And not done it. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was there. I, I was there. Uh, the Marshalls is still there. Uh, the Burlington <laughs> factory is still there. We were trying to go to Bonchon, which I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Bonchon, but the older Bonchons are like, Bars and restaurants. This was like a fast casual banchan. I didn't know those existed, so I was taking. Oh, that's the only type of banchan I've seen. I've never the been one there, in but the I've one in the heard. Hyattsville by the Hyattsville Mall. The Hyattsville. Speaking of Hyattsville and the Hyattsville movie theater, and I, I think the one in Canton too. Maybe not. Maybe the one in Canton was not this. Was like a sit down restaurant with like a bar in it. Mm. Yeah. So it's they is not that. But we had two Roy Rogers in Germantown not that long ago, and one of them got replaced with a Bonchon. And I was upset, but Bonchon is kind of fire, though, too. So Bonchon is very good. Yeah. No free ads. As we just is Georgetown going to lose this game? Advertised half the restaurants. In Georgetown the- is, down se- is down seven with 923 to go. Is this on TV? It's probably on. Uh, it probably followed. Coppin State game. played Charlotte last night. They're playing the second night of a back-to-back. It's Wanted probably on the boys ready to go. My God, this would be. I, I can they just fire Ewing after one game? I almost think they have to. Uh, any honorable mentions from anybody? Uh, the weather was sweet. You know, if we the weather has been fantastic. Talk, honorably, the weather's. The weather's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I couldn't agree more with get, that. We're going to get like absolutely fucked in February. There's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have, yeah, we have to. Some, something, ha- something has to happen. Something has to happen to balance this out. Um, I already mentioned that, but my, our Maryland soccer team plays tomorrow. A lot of Maryland sports going on this week. We have Maryland soccer tomorrow, in the big 10 semis. Basketball is back as we discussed. Women's basketball plays number one South Carolina on Friday, and then uh, football against Penn State on Saturday. So a big week in Maryland sports. If I were to do a little bit of uh, do going to business for myself a little bit, uh, and then I have to, we have to, you know, pour one out here um, for Aaron yeah. Carter, thirty-four years old, uh, passes away. Um, as RDT said last night, it is possible that this podcast, this Little Baltimore podcast is the last podcast to ever talk about Aaron Carter. Um, and I legitimately think that's possible. Like, already, I, I think it's hundred percent it as a joke. And I think it's like very, the very high likelihood, which would be wild. Um, but yeah, Aaron Carter, tough, tough, tough to see that. That was a weird one. That was a weird, All right. that was a weird Twitter, Twitter, couple minutes. Whenever. Very weird. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, Oh, Aaron Carter. 
Because it was like some people were making jokes and then other people were like, uh, this isn't a joke. Yeah, bad end. I mean, it's, like all those jokes have already been made. Like, you know, it's also like, like five one of those ago. things. And this is where like you have people that feel bad and don't feel bad at varying levels because it's celebrity, but just somebody that got clearly destroyed by being a celebrity. Like, yeah. It's a perfect segue into Dead or Alive. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Aaron yeah. Carter. <laughs> Aaron Carter has passed away. Confirmed. Okay. All right. Dead or Alive. Oh, I thought that was a Dead or Alive. No, I mean, it was, but <laughs> that's. I have another. Richard Simmons. Alive. I think Alive as well. He's alive. He's 74 years oh, old. Oh, man. I was a he's, little he's, bit. He's been out of the public eye. I don't know what's up with him. I didn't. I probably should have looked this up. I think type those stories. Like, type those stories. Read those highlights. Read those highlights. Great commercial. I think something did happen, and he kind of went into hiding. Oh no! I think I remember hearing that because I I, I want to say it was on part of my take. They said something about that, and they were like, "Yeah, Richard Richard Simmons hasn't been seen in a while," and they were like, "Yeah." Kind of move on. I forget what it was, but probably not something we need to get into on this podcast. <laughs> he is very much alive, though. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. There's a controversies controversies section. There's a retreat from public life section. I'll start with the controversies. In right. 2004, Simmons slapped a man at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. The altercation took place after the man said. Hey, everybody, it's Richard Simmons. Let's drop our bags and rock to the 50s. I mean, who has slapped someone at an airport for saying No, I haven't read the retreat from public life. I'll read it to myself real quick. (laughs) He's not made any public appearances since 2014. In March 26th, okay, I'm starting to remember this now. In March 2016, speculation began that he was being held hostage by his housekeeper. That's right. That's what it was. I forgot yeah. about that. In response, he gave an audio interview on the Today Show denying the rumors. An audio interview? Yes. He was doing Zoom Today in 2016. Show audio. <laughs> in November 2016, the Slimmons Fitness Gym closed without any public announcement from Simmons. In February 27 of 2017, of course, the podcast Missing Richard Simmons launched, investigating why Simmons left public life so suddenly. In March 2017, LAPD did a welfare check, issuing a statement that he's perfectly fine, and right now he is doing what he wants to do, and it is his business. Good for him. I don't hate that. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot more here. I'm just trying not to – I could be reading for a while. Most recently, in August – 2022 so that's like you know two months ago in response to continued rumors in a tmz documentary what really happened to richard simmons claiming that knee problems forced simmons out of public life simmons issued a statement to new york post that he is happy healthy and living the life he has chosen to live Hmm. Hmm. yeah he's just out of public public eye which Honestly, it's like kind of the wheelhouse for what I'm I'm going for with dead or alive, especially the alive ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought there like, was no, a chance. Whatever happened to that guy? He's yeah, Richard one. Simmons. Perfect one. Seventy-four years old. So, um, yeah, you'd think with 
the progressive nature of today's day and age that you'd see more of Richard Simmons than you ever did. But no, he's just living his life the way he wants to. Damn, away from problem. everybody. So, or his knee problems, or he's being held hostage. <laughs> his housekeeper, allegedly. <laughs> what an unbelievable rumor that is. Yeah, that's a wild rumor. Maybe we should do a rumors. I want starting to five. That if one. we could do them enough, because. <laughs> I've got like four off. I'll tell you what, there's a couple middle school ones right (laughs) off the top of my head. Let me tell you what, talking about conspiracies has gotten people into trouble. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rumors rumors are different than conspiracies. (laughs) I don't know if we need to go down that that road. And special guest, Kyrie. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not good. But yeah, you know, that is a ridiculous rumor, though. If we're going to go, I mean, that's just stuff that's ridiculous. I mean, you can talk about that. Um, That's the show. The X-52 grab bag. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk Ravens, talk Orioles. But it was fun to go in some different directions. Um, we'll obviously talk more about all those teams as we go through the year, but they're not our main focus. So fun to talk about them today. You can follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. Uh, you can follow me at Terrace by 10. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow the podcast at X-52 Podcast on all social media platforms. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all those wonderful things for us. Support our sponsors, Thunderbolt Midnight, Fed Thrill, Jimmy Seafood. Uh, we will not have an incident analysis this weekend, so you you know no audio from us as the Ravens do not play. We'll be back mid next week to preview Ravens Panthers. Um, heading into Sunday, actually, no, no, this would be great if this is actually great if Maryland can we can make the Big Ten championship game for soccer. No DMV football. On Sunday, Ravens on a bye. Commanders play Eagle, the Eagles on Monday night. So there is no uh, – so it will be a, a full slate with no, neither of those teams playing in the area. Uh, we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.